0: sex. Welcome back to the Eloquent in the Room, episode 6. I'm Rose Cooper and I think I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable. So how's it going everybody? Do we all feel like grown-ups about to embrace our sex positivity? Cool. Um, So before we get into this educational, if at times very tongue in cheek celebration of the unabashed enjoyment of giving oral sex, please indulge me for a moment or two for a quick PSA. Firstly, it is as explicit as fuck and has a lot of Aussie slang and 90s slang probably so there's that Um, and I also want us to be mindful that some people have had extremely triggering and traumatic experiences with oral sex and I am one of those people I'm not going to talk about my own personal history around sexual abuse I'll save that for another time if it feels like it would be useful to people for me to talk about it if so then I definitely will Let's just say my experiences have pretty much run the gamut from the sublime to the ridiculous and the emotionally and mentally scarring. But the thing is, it does not require me to go into huge detail about that particular incident to say this. I have also occasionally experienced varying degrees of coercion during casual sex from subtle body language hints, which I can and do do choose to ignore most of the time if they seem inappropriate or I'm just not into it. They're not all equally affronting. Sometimes they're just annoying. And at the other end of the hint scale, there's the unsubtle move when you feel someone's hand behind your head, pushing it towards their dick. When this happened to me a few times, way back when I was a teenager, I responded to these cues mostly with a sense of resignation because back then I was still learning about my sexuality and I had yet to fully realise that the choice to refuse this kind of cue was actually within my right, even though I had acquiesced to engage in some sexual activity. Actually, I do want to present an example of this. Only five years ago, at the age of 53, I met someone on Tinder he was in his late 20s, I think. Um, he seemed like an okay guy. We had good banter, but I had a habit of being quite cautious then. I wasn't sure if I was keen to go any further, but I decided to make out with him for the purposes of gauging if we had any chemistry. And if we did, we could reschedule for that kind of date. I was really upfront about this. So we went to his car. I got on with him, we started kissing and within a couple of minutes he put his hand behind my head and attempted to push it down. My reaction was to call a halt to proceedings immediately, tell the guy point blank that he was completely out of line, I was no longer interested, he said he wouldn't do it again, I said I didn't care, date was over, not interested. Um, I quickly got out of the car, I, I was actually really triggered, besides that he needed to be taught a lesson. So I just want to say to younger listeners, if someone ever does something like that to you, that is never okay. No one should ever feel so entitled that they make a move like that. Our modern society has normalised porn to the point that rape culture is becoming less and less recognisable sometimes, which means that we have to be super duper clear about consent. All of us, always. When it comes to casual sex or even having sex with someone you're seeing better yet to fully read and understand, continuous consent is never automatically implied unless and until trust is fully established. That's why yes means yes is so much more effective than no means no because yes means yes implies that permission has been asked. I'd also like to add that no one should ever cajole or shame people into doing anything they don't want to do for any reason. Case in point. Again, back in my distant past. I'm living in the I had a new boyfriend. I was about 18 and early in the relationship. I developed a bad case of thrush, so I chose to stay away from him because the feeling of feeling guilty about the fact that we couldn't have sex seemed A much worse fate than taking a break from seeing him for a week. Sad, but true. During that week, we were speaking on the phone a lot and he kept telling me he was missing me, well, missing my body. Equally sad, equally true. In the middle of the call, his best friend grabbed the phone and said, get over here, your mouth still works, doesn't it? Which is downright tragic. So, while coercion is one thing, bullying people because of a sense of entitlement is another. So, let's just not do any of all of that. Okay? Get it? Got it? Good. Those guys were jerks. Jerks! Don't be like those guys. As for genuine sexual compatibility, that's a fascinating, ever-evolving, complex and definitely negotiable thing. The deal-breakers that feel important to you one week might change completely the next because we're having sex with actual human people and sometimes people just turn us on because they're fucking goddamn sexy and smart and amazing and wonderful and beautiful and and worthy even if they don't want to suck your dick so having said that who wants to learn about how to get better at sucking dick and licking clit (laughs) apparently you do no judgment here so i need to give you a little bit of background about what you're about to hear As I mentioned last episode, I used to work for a wonderful women's magazine called Australian Women's Forum. Now, in 1999, we got hold of the book Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man by a guy called Dan, and we reviewed it in the magazine. So I suggested to the editor, it might be a nice idea for me to do a full feature on oral sex, how to give good head to both men and women and she agreed. And i got to say, in the article itself, I took the piss out of the guy who wrote the book because I approached the writing from the point of view of an indignant slut who thought she was all that and a bag of chips. How dare he tell me how to suck dick? But it was for laughs. I wrote my comments in brackets, which translated well, to what has kind of become my style, in inverted commas, of podcasting, adding fun little voices here and there. Voices? What voices? Voices? I can't hear any voices. Oh, no. She's hearing voices voices again. Speaking of voices, you might remember in Episode 3, I put on a kind of posh voice for Desmond Morris when I read a bit of The Naked Ape. (laughs) Sorry, Des. I thought I'd try that again. I decided to change my voice when reading Dan's advice, but I didn't want to stoop to any sort of stereotypical gay guy voice because that would be lame, that would be stupid, and besides, what does gay guy voice even mean? So instead, I opted for something slightly less stupid, probably just as obnoxious, um, and possibly even a little bit insulting, and went for a generic North American-ish kind of twang Still no judgment here. while trying to retain an authoritative demeanor throughout just go with it okay um so yeah what you're about to hear next is actually pre-recorded so you will also notice a change in the audio quality, Call this quality. and i gotta say even though it's a 21 year old article it really holds up um okay here we go uh just a reminder again that it is really 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 explicit get on with it are you ready (laughs) Uh. i'm not now it's time to take a trip down memory lane way back to the 90s here's a little story straight out of the vault okay yes it does sound bit like my vagina sound effect from episode four of 2020 An Orgasmic Oddity. What of it? Sound effects don't grow on trees, you know. Just one little problem. Sexual? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've never really felt Confident in um, one particular aspect. Below the equator? Yeah. Nobody does. You know, nobody knows what to do. You just to close your eyes, you hope for the best. I really think they're happy if you just make an effort. I, I don't know. Last time I got the tap. You got the tap? You know, you're going along, you think everything's all right. All of a sudden, you, you get that tap, you know, it's like, all right, that's enough. You're through. The tap is tough. I got the hook. I wish I could get a lesson in that. It's a very complicated area. You could go crazy trying to figure that place yeah. out. It's a hazy mystery. Anyway, I think everything else is okay. Unless, of course, you take it. Take it away, 1990s version of me. As told to you by the 2020 version of me. You get me? Uh huh. consumer's guide to oral sex or one swallow doesn't make a hammer by rose cooper aged 37 going down giving head dining at the y the concept of performing oral sex either makes you shiver with anticipation or sheer terror Although it's not exactly family dinner conversation, this rather personal subject has become about as mundane as the weather. Everybody's doing it. These days no one even blinks if, when Grandma stoops to pick up a dropped handkerchief, dear old granddad chortles, (laughs) while you're down there, Mildred... (laughs) it now seems inconceivable that oral sex was once considered to be quite depraved at the very least an exotic fetish reserved for the sexually adventurous it's not even that long ago it was still against the law it's true your honor i just tripped and fell face first into his lap so the pressure's on if a person is to be considered good value in the sack they must go down it's as simple as that damned if you don't if you pour over your Seinfeld chronicles on the subject, you're also damned if you do. Remember when poor old George was so confounded by the nuances of going the growl that he begged Jerry to share his technique, featuring the famous counterclockwise swirl. George then used it on his new girlfriend with great success, although his triumph was short-lived when his girlfriend discovered he'd actually written the instructions on his Hey! This is a podcast. I don't have to describe everything. Well, that was great. I mean, wow. That just came to me. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've never in my life, I've like, what, what was that? You mean in the end? Oh. A counterclockwise swirl. <laughs> What's that? What? On what's your that? On your hand. Let me see what's on Nothing. your hand. I don't know. It's a mole. Give me that. Let me see yeah, what's on your hand. little dirt, I want to see what's on your hand. Give here, <laughs> here. Number no, one, no, no. take her leg. Oh, my God. Rib notes? You've got crib notes? It's <laughs> a very complicated move. I couldn't remember it all. <laughs> oh, my God. You're sick. You know, it's not the SATs. Ah, uh, good times there was the episode with Elaine's new boyfriend, the musician. He was a flautist who refused to play any tunes on her instrument, fearing it would affect his flute playing. Elaine wondered if this was sufficient grounds to drop him. By the end of the episode, she had her way, and while she'd taught him a thing or two about reciprocity, his lips were rendered totally fucked and he couldn't play a note. Hmm. Seinfeld writers seem to be throwing around a bit of anti-cunnilingus propaganda back then. Please don't make us do it, it's just too damn difficult. To use the comedy vernacular, what's up with that? Could it be that despite the fact that this practice is on the tips of everyone's tongue, some of us could use more practice or some instructions? Yes, Virginia, there really is such a thing as a bad blowjob. Receiving truly sublime head can be a holy grail for women and men. In other words, when it comes to oral sex, some of us really suck. Sorry guys, the joke was there, had to do it. It goes without saying that the best way to please your partner is to ask how. But the problem is some of us are not only too shy to ask, we're also too shy to tell. So for the benefit of wannabe sword swallowing and muff diving legends everywhere, here's a few tips you didn't learn in sex ed class. While you're still boning up on the following facts, bear one thing in mind. While we all may differ in our sensual preferences, the following basic tips refer to the average sensitivities of the general population. Also, we don't have the space to list the multitude of erogenous zones that are also worthy of a good tongue lashing, but as you'll discover later, I will anyway. But that's no excuse for you not to seek them out. Here we go. How to be simply fabulous at fellatio. Although I fancy myself at fellatio, I have no dick. So for this section, I've consulted a very interesting tome. Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man by Dan Anderson, published by Allen and Unwin in 1997. It's chockers with great insight on how to satisfy a man in bed, which is important, apparently. And who better to tell you how to handle the family jewels than someone who's been polishing them his entire life? So it's over to Dan. If you're starting out with Mr. Softy, that's its name, you should have no trouble putting the whole thing in your mouth while you gently suck and lick. Don't start moving your mouth up and down until he's at least semi-erect. Make a ring around the base of the shaft with your hand, which will help him grow hard quicker. Now take a sip of water and kneel between his legs so you can show respect for his prized possession. Oh, brother. Put both hands into an L position around the base of his shaft. Lick the whole tip and then use your tongue to lick up and down the sides. Now it should be slick enough to slide into your mouth easily. Oh, okay. That's not a bad tip, actually. Covering your teeth with your lips and keeping your mouth taut. Glide the head inside and lick the sensitive spot underneath with both the tip and the flat part of your tongue, like you would use on your favorite flavor of ice cream cone. Okay, time out. 2020 me has to confess that that flat tongue tip has definitely stood me in good stead low these past couple of decades. Still covering your teeth and maintaining your pressure, Proceed down the shaft as far as you can go in one fell swoop. Women usually think it's better to go up and down, letting a little more into their mouths each time. That's for amateurs. Well, excuse me. Let him know right away that you're going to take good care of him. Relax the muscles in your neck and jaw as much as possible. Try to breathe through your nose Being in this position allows you to control how far in it goes. Pull your mouth up the entire length of the shaft over the ridge of the tip. He'll love the sensation of your lips popping over the ridge. Take it out of her mouth for a second and go back down. This will give you a chance to breathe. Okay, yes, breathing's good. Continue the full up and down the entire shaft motion at a sensual pace. Once you get bored with this, usually after about two or three minutes. Seriously? That's what the book said. I didn't say it. I often wondered if Dan copped a lot of flack for saying that. It's time to start using your hand. One hand will always remain at the base of the penis to keep it in place. Right. you got to watch those things every minute. With the other hand, make a ring with your thumb and forefinger and follow the movement of your lips up and down. Maintain the slow pace. Remember to breathe when you get to the top. Breathing is good. When you're ready to make him really moan, combine hand strokes with mouth strokes still maintaining a slow steady pace stopping the head job starting and stopping and starting will make for a bigger and better much more powerful orgasm or it could make him a bit stroppy it's a bit of a lottery go into a fast ring technique mouth combo gay men who at one time had sex with women or you know bisexual men say the difference is that women rarely go hard and fast enough towards the end when he's ready to let rip move your head out of the way or prepare to swallow keep stroking with your hand until it's over but don't forget to stop after a few spurts it's a rare guy who likes his penis to be held immediately after ejaculation. So women are basically the total opposite of penis. Now might be an excellent time to mention an engagement ring or suggest that trip to Paris you've always been wanting. Wow, Dan. Wow. Gay men never swallow. Wow, Dan, really? Are you sure a bunch of guys didn't go around and egg your house after you wrote this book? Besides being somewhat unsafe, it also takes away the thrill of seeing someone ejaculate. It's true to say women don't really get off on such images, and some straight men do make a big deal out of swallowing. Do they fucking what? But if you choose to swallow, it's purely your decision. If you don't, then it's not the end of the world. Hey, what Dan says goes. Especially, seeing as you will have given him the most spectacular, mind-blowing, spine-tangling BJ he's ever had. Well, thanks, Dan. It was really super nice of you to drop into 2020 and read that bit of the old article in that weird accent um now there was a sidebar in the article that I had written do's and don'ts and I don't think they came out of the book I think I just made them up or whatever do be enthusiastic there's no point in doing it if you're not into it nobody wants that enthusiasm is the way to go everybody wants to have their body bits lusted after um Do keep your throat as straight as possible and then breathe deeply through your nose. This should alleviate the gagging reflex, which is no fun for anybody. Okay, this is a quick sidebar to the sidebar 2020 style. If you were listening closely to episode 4 when I was talking about the vagus nervous system, bear in mind that when you are giving head, you can be very mindful about how good it feels against your lips, how good it feels inside your mouth. And maybe how good it feels to open your mouth quite wide. In much the same way, I encourage you to open your mouth quite wide to make noise when you are coming. It is all part of that interesting neural network that does have endless possibilities. And I know at various times in my life, I have been feeling quite orgasmic while giving head and I might masturbate while I'm giving head. So that's just a extra added bit of cool stuff that I can tell you at this point because, you know, I'm a nice person deep down. Okay, where were we? Oh, that's right, carnilingus You may notice there's not as many funny asides in this bit. That's because, need I remind you. You just close your eyes, you hope for the best. <laughs> I really think they're happy if you just make an effort. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry. shut up, no one's listening. Okay, back to 90s Rose and how to be clever at Cunnilingus. Before I get down to it, it's worthy to note some important facts. Firstly, a significant proportion of women find climaxing difficult some only climax via manual or oral stimulation. Therefore, cunnilingus represents more than just an entree to a lot of women. It's actually the main course. When Dan said women were amateurish in their too subtle approach to fellatio, I felt like he'd been reading my mail, and that means M-A-L-E. Women like to tease because that's the way we like it. I'm well, sure there may be the rare occasions a woman wants her man to go down straight away, but a man should never, and that's never, never, never skip the preliminaries unless she says so. Not only is it inappropriate, Cunnilingus etiquette, to dive in head first; she may feel pressured into having a quick inferior orgasm or worse a fake orgasm because she's too intimidated or disproportionately grateful to speak up yep that's what I wrote 21 years ago let's face it most guys would love being attacked in a spontaneous fellating frenzy after little more than a handshake this is why they usually get carried away much too soon when giving head A woman's sexuality is so much more than the sum of her private parts. Good head starts inside the head. Without creating the right mood, all the oral dexterity in the world isn't worth a drop of spit. The first rule of great growling is this. Start at the top, as in the top of her body, and work your way down gradually. By all means, drop hints that you're heading south, but keep her guessing as to how and when you're going to get there. Take your time. Stroke, kiss, lick and nibble her all the way. As you draw closer to your target, she'll probably arch her moot towards your mouth, but don't take this as a cue to hone in for the kill. If you really want to drive her nuts, breathe on her. Keep your mouth hovering close, but stay just out of reach. Take your time. Lick and kiss her inner thighs and outer extremities of the vulva and the top of her mound. When neither of you can take any more, lick your lips and then lick hers. Imagine you are back up there at her face and kiss her labia the same way. Women have centuries of extremely low cunt esteem to overcome. By kissing the most intimate part of her, you're offering her acceptance in its most basic form. There is no bigger turn-on for a woman, or a man, for that matter, than her complete surrender. When you do finally slip the tongue, be gentle at first by this time her clit should be engorged and ultra-sensitive and by clit and engorged and ultra-sensitive i do mean not just the glands which is at the top the bit that pokes out i mean her vulva her inner labia will or should be a little bit on the puffed up side a bit swollen all of that is the inner clitoris Lick the sides, the top, the underside, steer clear of the tip unless she urges you to go there and don't try retracting the clitoral hood to get a better shot at it again unless she wants you to. It is very sensitive. She'll probably wiggle around a bit to help you find the right spot because we don't speak up. We usually just wiggle around and make a few sounds. But when you do find the right spot, like a deer caught in headlights, you'll probably stay still. Eureka, you've hit the spot. Some women may continue to writhe around, but those who have difficulty achieving orgasm will probably remain still in deep concentration at this stage. I don't recommend Dan's stop-start technique unless you know this person particularly well. And you know that they do actually like the edging technique. Otherwise, keep going and try and use your instincts or even ask how you're going. Do you want it faster, slower? Just, you know, check in. Um, Because if you do just suddenly stop, she might hit you. (laughs) When she's on the verge of coming, the plateau phase, or as I like to call it, the O-zone, she'll probably want you to maintain exactly whatever it is you're doing at the same pace, whether it's slow, medium, or fast tempo. Any variation in pace might knock her back a few pegs and she'll have to claw her way back to the O-zone, as this phase can last anything from a nanosecond to upwards of 10 minutes. You can understand how frustrating this could be if women find their orgasm a bit elusive. Once the point of inevitability has been reached, meaning she's going to come regardless of what you do at this point, her breathing will quicken, she may or may not moan, but the actual orgasm will result in several detectable vaginal contractions. Like men, women prefer you to disengage your tongue at this point. The clitoris is very, very sensitive right at that moment. However, don't disengage too quickly. Um, And if your mate is particularly orgasmic, you may find that after a break of as little as 10 seconds up to about 30 seconds to a minute, she might be ready for you to keep going, to get back into it, to give her another orgasm or a succession of much quicker Sometimes more intense orgasms. I know personally speaking and I know speaking to other women. The first one is the most difficult usually. And the rest are just lining up like dominoes to come falling out at um sometimes the least provocation. Um and then, you know, pat yourself on the back for a job well done. I think I added that to the end. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. I think I added that to the end because I wanted to sort of sound a bit like Dan, but I'm not really that Dan-esque with how I tell people to give head. Um, So the little breakout box for this bit was the spot varies from woman to woman and from orgasm to orgasm. In other words, there isn't a spot. (laughs) Whatever worked on the woman you are with the last time or the last 10 times, may not necessarily work the next time or with the next person you're with. Swirl or no swirl, clockwise, counterclockwise. Just think of each session as an adventure for both of you. And here's a few other fun ideas of my own. Um, explore a different location each time. She might like you to look further down around her vagina and insert your tongue in as far as it will go, or suck lightly on her clit like it's a miniature dick, or turn her over so she's lying on her stomach, you lay on your stomach between her legs and go at it from that angle, it feels naughtier, read hornier, and your chin and nose provide extra titillation around the perineum and... Bot bot region. And another neat trick that works for both men and women, and that's to hum while you're doing it, as in, mmm, it creates a bit of a vibration. Yeah. Uh, oh, and my, I've got my do's and don'ts here too. Do, talk to her. Let her know how nice she smells, how good she tastes. Flattery will get you everywhere. Um, do, lick, don't flick. Girls, tell me I'm wrong, you know, write in and tell me I'm wrong. I think the flick thing is a porn thing. I think it just looks good when you see people's tongues flicking 10 to the dozen. Um, I think that the licking thing, you know, with your whole tongue, rather like the whole flattened tongue thing, it makes us think more about what you're doing. Because you're all the way down there and we're up we're up in our head all alone you know we really want to think about that's your tongue it's not your finger it's your tongue and it's it's a hot thing to think about but it's okay to ask if she wants you to use your fingers to maintain contact with her top half loving eye contact she's probably looking down at you look up at her occasionally breast fondling and hand holding are nice ways to make her feel less like a life support system for her cunt Don't suck really hard or bite unless she actually wants you to. Like, we're talking super sensitive equipment here when we talk about genitalia. No one should ever bite anything on anyone's body unless explicitly asked or begged to. Now, it goes without saying, everyone should have a shower before they have sex, right? Um, And as for hair you do what's right for you and don't let anyone bully you otherwise. Look, hair is there for a reason, particularly for women. It does keep bacteria at bay. Um, If you want to let it grow lush or trim it, that's fine. Um, But don't let anybody else badger you into shaving or waxing if you don't particularly want to do it. If you want to do it, that's fine. just make sure it's your decision. There's a reason why I am asserting this at this particular point in time because there was a time in my young life when I was bullied into removing my pubic hair and I didn't want to. I did it, and I look back and I just, I don't know, I, I quite like my pubic hair, I've got to say. I, I keep, I don't sort of. Cut it really short anymore. I used to cut it quite short. Nowadays, I just trim it so that it's not like overtaking the world. But you do you. Um, But I find it a really womanly part. The novelty of it never really wore off for me (laughs) because I was such a late bloomer, and I enjoy my pubic hair. Um, Gently tugging, gently, gently tugging on pubic hair is actually another way to stimulate. A person in the region of their vulva or the Mound of Venus Mons. I do love the phrase Mound of Venus, I've got to say. Of Venus. Um, so yeah, hair actually adds to the tactile part of foreplay, everything to do with that part of our body, and we shouldn't feel ashamed of any of it. Uh, yeah, that's my little soapbox thing. I didn't even know I was going to do that because it wasn't part of the article. Oh, Rose, you're such a dickhead. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that little stroll down memory lane. Um, a little bit of trivia... A few years ago, Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones starred in a movie called Hope Springs. And in that movie, they played an elderly couple who had kind of lost the magic in their relationship and things were looking a bit grim. And during the course of the movie, Meryl stumbles on an old bookshop. And in there, she stumbles on an old book. Guess what? (laughs) Sex tips for a straight woman from a gay man. She reads it. It turns out to be a real game changer for her and she takes it home and I guess tries what she's learned and miraculously her and Tommy Lee get it on and seriously the moral of the story seemed to be that a good blowjob solves everything in the bedroom. Now I encourage you to have a look at this movie and see if I'm overreacting Um particularly if you are bored on the weekend and you've got nothing else to do, because it's not exactly the world's best movie. But I just found it curious that uh, that's the way they approached how to spark the joy back into an elderly relationship. When it comes to the actual sex scene, in inverted commas, it still seems pretty standard. He kisses her and then starts fucking her. There's no real magic preliminary thing for her. So, yeah... Hollywood I think you may have fucked up there in that instance (laughs) and look the book is meant to be taken seriously but also not and I hope that you realize that this whole journey and this whole thing was really um, something that I wanted people to take something away from the fact that Oral sex is not something to be expected, not something to be taken for granted, and when done right, it can be fucking awesome. You're welcome. You can thank me by subscribing, liking, commenting, sharing, and rating the podcast on your podcast platforms. Yeah, yeah, we keep talking about silly old Al Gore's rhythm, don't we? Boom. Tish. I... I'm going to leave you with the sensational playoff music. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Talk to you soon.